Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I thought I'd talk about, again, about another recent shooting experience that I've just kind of been doing, I suppose, for the last little bit. And I thought I'd talk about maybe the, the process of preparing yourself and getting yourself ready to do a shoot like that. So, yeah, so let's get into it and unpack a bit of the, what I've been shooting. And I've, I might just talk about the last three shoots that I've done and they were kind of all done. I did one shoot on Friday, one shoot on Saturday, one shoot on Sunday. And it's kind of like interesting. The one on Saturday was quite a big shoot, so I was there for a really long time. It's interesting, again, like the processes of getting yourself, I suppose, into a state of readiness and, and having your gear ready so you know that you, when you get to the shoot, you can just start shooting. So that was an event where it was a uh, launch event for the Brisbane Street Art Festival. So it was kind of a, you know, a celebration with live bands and um, lots of different performance artists around the venue forming. So basically you're kind of shooting from, you know, the bands and then you're shooting the performers and you're also then trying to get some of the crowd as well interacting in the in the space with the art and that type of stuff. So, so I thought I'd just kind of might be break down the processes I used. It might just help people who maybe are thinking about getting into kind of shooting event type photography and thinking about what the things I'll need to think about, how they prepare for it. So I suppose the very first thing I obviously do is I make sure I've got plenty of batteries charged. And I, I always take more batteries than I ever need because you just don't know. And I actually shot a lot of video on the Saturday and the, and I really did actually churn through a few batteries because I was shooting more video than I normally shoot. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into the habit now of every time I do a shoot, is that I take some video and I'm always shooting it now in uh, portrait mode, so it'll suit things like reels and stuff better and stories. But like I said, it's just something I've started doing more and more, and I've found that that, that was pretty hard on the batteries because you're obviously using a lot more of the electronics in the camera when you're doing video than you're just taking still pictures but so I suppose the process is like I said I always start with getting the cameras ready uh, just checking the cameras over make sure everything's clean make sure everything's um, what I need there I usually get back to the point if it's going to be a, a shoot like that is clean set of cards so typically I have the cards so no shots in the camera so basically and then I'll always format the cards in the camera so basically once I put a card in, I'll just go straight into the menu system, scroll down to format card, bang, format card, done. I've just found that that works better if you you can just take a card, break a card out of the packet and throw it in the camera and start shooting. People do do that. But I've just always been in the habit of formatting the card in the camera. So I just, yeah, it's just one of those precautionary things I do just to make sure everything's going to work fine. And there's not going to be any kind of hiccups or any any dramas. So yeah, just like making sure I had plenty of memory card base available so that I could, you know. And I think on that on that particular shoot, I shot something like about sixteen hundred shots over the course of from about four o'clock to nearly eleven o'clock. And that was probably a little bit down on because I was shooting more video. So typically, I suppose I could even in a space like that doing that type of event sometimes I might hit like you know the 2000 mark of, of shots because just typically you take a lot of shots and some of the shots just work and some of them don't work sometimes you don't know which shots are going to work until you 
get in front of the computer because you think on the back of the camera they look all right, but then you get in front of the computer and go, no, it doesn't really work. And some of the shots you took that you thought, mm, this is probably not that good, but when you get on the computer, you go, oh, actually, this is actually perfect. It's just what I want. So I think it's kind of like I said, it's it's always good to kind of have a have a game plan, to have a, uh, I suppose, a, a, you know, something, a checklist or something that you do to make sure that you're ready so when you get there, you don't have to worry about have I got enough memory, have I got enough batteries, are my lenses clean, do I have the right gear with me? I mean, I tend to try and work out what lenses I might need to use and then I just kind of, once upon a time, I'm going to take a, I'd take an enormous amount of kit and then tend to find that I'm just carrying around all this, all this dead weight and lenses that I haven't even, I don't even take out of the camera bag and put on the camera. So I suppose, look, talking of camera bags, what I actually do is when I'm shooting events, I actually don't use a camera bag. I use a, a, a Black Wolf backpack and I just find that the backpack is it's just more comfortable. I've got a couple of backpack camera bags, low pro and different ones like that, but they I just don't find they're comfortable. Like if you've got to wear it for like, you know, from four o'clock to eleven o'clock. And fortunately on that particular on that particular shoot, there was a green room for for the performers and photographers and their like. So I which meant I could store the gear, I could store my bag in there while I was shooting, so I didn't have to carry everything around. But I but I always also I always shoot with two bodies. And the reason I shoot with two bodies is I'm not changing lenses. So and typically, you know, I have something wide. So on Saturday, I went out with, I was shooting with an R5 and an R6. And I had on one of the bodies, I had the 70-200-2.8. And I had a 24-105 um, on the other body. And that pretty much gave me everything. And the reason I had the the 24-105, um, to 105, and it's only an F4 lens, but I was doing a lot of video. That's the body that I was using for video. I just find, I do really like that lens video and I just find that the image stabilization works really well with that lens particularly um, for doing video but between those two bodies and those two sets of lenses it meant I could do the wide shots it means I could do the tight shots at 200 and when someone's up on stage and or you're just trying to isolate you know a performer who's performing on stage that lens works really really well and like I said it's just um, I suppose it's just the the you know, you've got to find what gear will work for you in the situation that you're, you're doing it. So you tend to come up with that. And I, the only other lens I took on that particular shoot was a 35 1.8. I had that in there just on the thoughts that if I needed that, you know, that extra, extra little bit of speed by going to the 1.8, I would have it. But I pretty much, the, the I didn't use it. So I just used the two lenses that were on the on the cameras. And like I said. It, they worked perfect and they delivered all the shots that I needed. So that process, like I said, was getting the cameras ready, making sure that you know I had the memory cards sorted, making sure I had the batteries sorted. And again, with the process of doing the batteries, I've got a process when when I'm swapping out batteries, I have a you know I use the backpack and I put I have the the fresh batteries in one um, place and then the the batteries that are spent goes into another pocket on the backpack, so I'm not mixing them up. So I know that if I need to grab a fresh battery, I know where I can get a fresh battery from. And again, it's just a process that I've kind of, I suppose, worked out over years and years doing it, just having it so it's really simple. So you're not having to really think about it. And, I, and again, this is a part of that process of just getting yourself battle ready to do something like a shoot like that, where you're going to be shooting fairly consistently and just 
not having to think too much about being able to grab what you need when you need it and just be able to keep on going. You know, one of the processes. Now, the other thing is obviously too is comfort is the main thing. And like I said, I talked about using the backpack because when you are count, when you have got the gear on your back, it's more. I just find that more comfortable and you're not as draining. I always go with like a sports type shoe, like a a runner, because I can find that I can just be. I'm I'm as on my feet. I think I sat down twice for a small period, but pretty much on my feet all day shooting. And like I said, so it's just good to have really comfortable shoes and just not have to worry about kind of you know having sore feet. So it's it's again it's it's common sense stuff, but it's stuff that sometimes if you haven't gone out there and shot something, and your first choice of shoes that you might grab mightn't be the most ideal it might be all right for the first couple of hours but by the time you get into hour five and six you're starting to regret that you wore those shoes so you know when you think about going out put something on your feet that you know that you can spend all day in and it's not going to cause you any discomfort at all so again so that was kind of my I suppose the process of shooting that type of event and that was like I said fairly fast moving jumping between different Things that were happening, there was a lot of overlap performing. So there was people performing at one end of the venue and then so you kind of run down there, get some shots of them performing and then someone new starts performing at the other end, you go down there and get shots of them and you kind of, so you're always circulating around. And and because there was so many break, there was a couple of breakout areas for people to break out. So obviously periodically just going out and doing a scout through those breakout areas and just maybe seeing who's out there and grabbing some shots as well. Just trying to build up, a, I suppose, a just trying to build up a catalogue of shots that kind of represented what was happening, how people were interacting, what people were actually doing at the at the launch, and just trying to get that, yeah, trying to catch some of the vibe, as well as trying to catch obviously, um, you know, one of the things that I was particularly looking out for is people who were interacting with the art pieces. That's when I say interacting, I'm, you know, people who are standing there and there might be a couple and they're pointing at something and they're actually, you know, discussing a particular part of, of the piece of art on the wall or, or they're taking a photograph with their phone. They're interacting by, you know, by photographing it or photographing the, the artist's name because each piece had obviously the artist's details underneath it. So, it, yeah, it's really, I think, you know, if you're trying to do say something about that event, you want to kind of capture those stories, those people where people are having that interactive moment with the art. And like I said, you know, it's fine getting a picture of someone just standing there staring at it. But I always think it's it tells much more that if the person is taking a photograph or they're visually pointing to it and discussing it, it's on a much deeper level. And that's just my, my personal thoughts. But so, I mean, I was always scanning, looking for those types of shots as I'm wandering around shooting the other stuff that was happening and I think it's really kind of a it I find it really interesting because it there's never it never gets boring like it's always something happening and it just like I said it's a it's I find it like quite fun to do I like I really get a buzz out of doing that being on the go kind of really again trying to get some shots that other people and there was a number of photographers covering that event so which was good and the thing is we we're trying to, I suppose, not all crowd around and shoot one thing because while you're all shooting one thing, something else is happening down the other end. So I tend to kind of look where if all the, if, a, if a bunch of photographers were just shooting this one thing, I'd go and look at something else that was happening in the venue and, and shoot something because 
they're not going to get those shots because everyone's up and on the end of the building shooting. So again, so if you're doing event photography and you want to kind of get good at it, I think the thing is you've got to be able to be you've got to be able to capture moments that other people maybe missed. And sometimes how you capture those moments, like I said, is kind of reading the room, seeing where people are, looking at what the other photographers are doing, and then looking at what other things are happening and then getting yourself in position. So the other thing too is sometimes it's always good to have an idea of the schedule, what's going to happen when things are going to come out. Because sometimes like once say um, something happens, like you'll get you'll get the crush of people. So people will kind of crush into that area to get a good look at what's going on. So sometimes and it's difficult as a photographer then to get to the front of the the front of the crush to get to the edge of the stage or whatever because you've got all these people in front of you. So again, reading the room and having a bit of an idea of what's coming up is really useful. Being able to kind of, like I said, be getting yourself into position early. And on some things, like I knew this was going to happen at this particular time, so you'd got into that position and you just let people come in around you and you're you're kind of trapped in there, but you're in the ideal shooting position. And like I said, that's, again, just having that, doing doing a bit of homework and, and just understanding what what's happening, when it's happening. And notoriously what happens in events is nothing runs on time. Um, so quite often, you know, something will happen at one end of the venue and it'll be running late, but the other end will be on time. So sometimes you can run into that situation where you kind of get caught and you're stuck in this area here because you've got yourself into position and it's not easy to get out. And if you do get out to try and run down and shoot something else, you can't get back in again. So again, it's it's really, you just have to kind of make a decision and then commit to that and then, you know, get the shots and then when you can move out of there, move out of there. So in this episode of Focus, I just thought I'd share, you know, a recent experience like that. I'll also share something about the the, the previous um, shoot before that was on Friday night for the Saturday uh, launch one. And that was a different one because that was actually, and I have talked about Sip and Shoot on the podcast before, but that was a Sip and Shoot event and it was a little bit different because it was a it was a street vibe with um, very different. So there was actually a bunch of skateboarders. So you had you had fashion and models and you had skateboarders doing their stuff as well, which gave some opportunities to get some action shots, which normally, you, you know, when you're thinking of shooting fashion, you're not really thinking of like action shots as such, but it, it was good to have a bit of a mix of this thing, we hap- yeah, something else happening in the background. So again, it was again very different. So how I approached that shoot was very different to how I approached the the launch party shoot because it was different because I was actually there shooting stuff for myself. So it was what it was really like things that I saw interesting or, or models that I thought were interesting or outfits that models were wearing that were interesting. I could you know get some photos of those and capture them in a way that, like I said pleased me and didn't have to kind of not really shooting it for somebody else where someone else is going to consume the images and use them so those images were like I said so it's a slightly different mindset as far as but I suppose all the disciplines of shooting are the same you know preparing having the camera ready with yeah ample memory because you don't want to be kind of on a shoot having to deal with well I don't like to have to deal with swapping out memory cards I, I try and have enough memory card in the camera to go from yay to way without stopping and changing memory cards because the chances are, you know, you don't, you know, if you were to pull a card out and look, drop it and it fell on a crack on the floor or something happened, you don't want that situation. So it's, I think it's always safer to have enough memory on board 
just so you know you can get through the shoot and then when you get back to back home and you download the images um that that's yeah i just i just find it makes it easier to do that and i i do see people at, at shooting things swapping out cards and doing stuff from time to time but it's a simple thing i suppose just getting yourself in the habit of you know making the camera ready so you can just basically shoot from from start to finish and you don't have to do too much other than maybe change a battery or two and i think that's a really you know good thing to get into then on the um sunday it was a little bit different and again it was a, uh, more of shots from a personal self it was back at an, um with some live performers it was a networking event um so it was some live music but you know so i wanted to get some i wanted again just get some different shots and i again a lot less pressure because it wasn't really i could just listen to the music and then every now and then i'd pull the camera up and i'd get a few shots it wasn't really super crazy but it was good again but again all the same kind of mindsets all were in play having the right gear having the enough battery power and like I said, having the memory cards and stuff sorted out all again, kind of common sense stuff. But I think sometimes people, you know, it, it's good if, if you're not sure, like start making yourself a checklist, like before you go to a shoot, if you're going to go out and do a shoot or someone commissions you to do a shoot or you maybe you're volunteering and you're going off shooting something, you know, set, set yourself up a workflow. So basically from you know, how are you going to get everything ready? How are you going to check? I mean, I've heard terrible stories about people, you know, tearing off with the camera and get there and then realise they didn't have any memory cards in their camera. The camera, they didn't grab any batteries or, or something like that. And again, it's by having a checklist, it would be a simple thing of being able to just make sure you've got the things that you need to do the job. And then when you get there, there's no stress, no no pressure type of thing. And again, having some systems in place like for managing things like your memory cards or managing things like your batteries and your lenses and those type of things. Again, it's just something that each person will have their own ideas on how they do it. But I mean, once you do come up with a, a system that it will help you, it will it just makes the shoot go much, so much easier. Like because you're not under, you don't feel like you're under any duress or any pressure. Um, you feel like you're in control of you know, at least the gear side of it. What happens around you is something different, like of weather and stuff like that. I mean, obviously that can throw some from challenges. And again, when you're doing your preparation, I always make sure that when I go out on a, on a shoot like that, I always carry in the camera bag, or my, in this case, backpack, I always carry a few things, I suppose items, like I have a few like protein type bars. They're always good because quite often, at those type of shoes, you don't have time to actually, and I didn't eat other than maybe grab a protein bar and, and some water. Sometimes you just don't have time. So you just need to have something to obviously think about that again. It's, and it's again about that planning. The other thing too is always make sure like I've got a microfiber cloth in there, in the camera, in the camera bag or the backpack. I also make sure I have some large Ziploc bags. And the Ziploc bags are just kind of an emergency if you were caught in a really bad you know storm or rain or something that you can secure some gear in ziplock bags and seal them and they're essentially they're waterproof and then if you had to as well if you had to macgyver a kind of a weatherproof cover you can just make a hole in the end of the the bag and put it over the camera so the lens is sticking out and then operate the camera through the open bag to give it if you're out again it's just a way to 
to give you a very quick kind of, like I said, DIY camera protection from if it, if it is rain. I mean, fortunately, the cameras that I shoot with are weather sealed, so it's not an enormous issue. But again, I don't try and go out and get ground the cameras. I try and shoot sensibly, try and position myself so I'm not kind of standing pouring rain with the camera trying to get shots. Again, it's just trying to plan and, and get things as best as you can type of thing. So, And I thought, you know, after the after the process of like you've done that planning, done your shots, and now you, you, you've come home and you've got the camera. And, and this is the next thing is to work out your workflow. And this is really important because I hear this so many times that people do all these shoots and then they'll get to the point where, oh, I'm really tired, so I'll just put the camera there. I'll, I'll deal with that tomorrow. But tomorrow you're actually going to have a shoot. So what I tend to do is I tend to force myself to download all the images straight away when I get home. I go quickly go through them and I select a number of images that will be pulled forward to be edited, to be have some you know more work done on them. And basically I will then try and get a group of shots for from that event that night. So I, you know, so it means again it means putting a bit more time in, but the thing is, I know that if I don't, the next day I'm shooting and then I'm going to get so far behind in the editing process. And I, I look, I hear of photographers sometimes that, you know, have got stuff there they've shot for weeks and they haven't edited it. So how are you going to deliver those images? Like, it's going to be difficult. So if you can kind of get into the process of at least downloading the images using whatever workflow and I move them into folders, quite often I'll name the folders about what the event is, and I'll date them with the event. Um, so basically, I've got I know where they where those images are, and I'll, like I said, I'll pull some out Im- immediately, and I'll do some I'll do some quick edits on them, and um, maybe a crop or just a lighten or, or or whatever. And so I'll have some shots ready to go for whoever's going to use them, or however they're going to be used, or if they're going to be sh- shared on social media. So basically, I've got those shots ready to go, rather than waiting for you know shoot for three days and then think oh okay well then i'll sit down and do it i just find the problem is that something else happens the next day and the next day and the next day and you tend to so i try and like i said push myself to at least get to a point where i won't have and with the one on saturday night because i took so many shots i got in and i basically selected a whole heap on the saturday night moved a couple of those forward and got them like to a point where they they were we'd ready to post but just the sheer size of that of that shoot it just I wasn't going to I wasn't prepared to to be up all night so you know I think I put a few hours in after I got home and I shut the computer down the next day I jumped on for a few more hours and then I moved a whole bunch of them forward and then it was actually it wasn't until the Monday that I actually finished editing because there was just so many just editing the images and then uploading them to the client where they were actually going and it was um like again but i wanted to i want i didn't want it to go past that point because i wanted to have them done and finished because i knew i had other stuff i had to move on to and i didn't want to kind of be going backwards and forwards i just find that for me personally if my workflow gets too interrupted then I kind of it makes it makes it more of a drag if you're kind of jumping from editing one lot of images from something and then jumping into something else and jumping back and jumping all over the place. I just tend to find that you don't it's not as productive. You're better off to try and just allocate a block of time, go in, try and you know do those images, get them 
get them edited up, get them ready, and then move on to the next thing that you have to do. So on this episode of Focus, I've just kind of been sharing some of my thoughts on some of my processes and some of the my experience just from some recent shoots. And for people out there who may be just thinking about getting in and doing some events or doing something like that, again, it's it's good about planning. Like it's always, it's good to plan stuff and to have a have a system in place or have your work processes in place so that when you start doing it, it kind of, and as you do the first one, and then if that works for you and you just can repeat it on the next time you do it and the next time, that you actually get into a workflow and it's a bit like anything you do in life. Quite often, you know, if there's a, if you're in the kitchen, you're cooking, everyone has their workflow on when they're cooking something. You know, depending on what it is, you're going to have certain things that you want to prep. You know, you might prep this in the morning because, you know, you're going to cook something that evening or whatever. Again, everyone has their processes and people do it differently. That's fine because that's we're all different. So some things work better for you know, work better for me doing it this way. It might work better for you doing it slightly different. But you have your process, and regardless of what your process is, once you kind of you know refine it and it works for you, you can just repeat, repeat, repeat. You can just keep doing it over and over again because that is it's working for you. So it's kind of like I said, just developing those skills, developing those processes, and developing the mindset as well. So that's one of the big things is. You know, you have to really get yourself into a mindset where you, like I said, you're going to plan to do a shoot, you're going to get everything ready prior to it. And like, and what I'm saying prior to it, not five minutes before you're walking out the door, you want to, like I said, have your processes that the camera bags actually being packed and sitting there for several hours before the shoot. And that's what I did on, on the Saturday and the Friday, like the camera bags, the camera bag with everything that I was going to use on those shoots. We're in the camera bags several hours before I actually left. So when it was time to leave, I could just grab the bag and out the door in the car and on my way. And again, I just find that process for me works good because I've built that kind of workflow. So I hope this just probably got you thinking a little bit about, I mean, your own photography and maybe some of the, the practices that you do and do something different on every shoot. Maybe it's an idea to look at maybe trying to refine something and have a have a, a workflow that's consistent. Until next time. This is Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. Enjoy your photography and have fun and we'll talk again real soon. See ya.